CIP is a boutique education advisory that helps aspiring students get accepted into top-tier education institutions globally for high school, undergraduate, master's, MBA and executive education. Hi everyone, welcome to ReachIV.com's webinar series, Know Your Top Colleges. We've launched this special speaker series to help students get a deeper insight into top colleges globally and decipher the application process. But before we get started, a little bit about ReachIV.com. ReachIV.com is a premium education and careers advisory. Our study abroad consultants and career guidance coaches help aspiring students get accepted into Ivy League and other top-ranked colleges globally and reach their career aspirations through personal mentoring, online services, and a wealth of knowledge accumulated over years of experience. We have successful admits at MIT, Columbia, Harvard, UPenn, LSE, Oxford, INSEAD, LBS, Fletcher, NUS, and the list just goes on. Our global team of overseas education consultants have acquired their degrees from premier institutes such as Harvard, Cambridge, Cornell, and others. I am Ananya Jain, a counselor with ReachIV. And today we have with us Meredith Hartman. She's an admissions director at Ross School of Business. She's been very generous and kind with her time and insights. So we hope that this evening is worthwhile for everyone who's joined us and for Meredith as well. The structure of the webinar will be such that the first 15, 20 minutes, we'll get to know more about the university application process, life at Michigan, before we open it out to questions from aspirants who've joined us. Meredith, can we start with a short introduction from you? Yeah, hi. Um, like, like Ananya said, I'm Meredith Hartman. I'm Associate Director of Admissions here for Ross School of Business, um, and I, my focus is on the full-time program, um, but a little bit more granularly, I am the market lead for our recruits in India, so I'm super excited to be with you today. Um, I am not a graduate of the program, but I am a University of Michigan graduate, and that's actually where I met my husband, uh, who is a Ross graduate, um, so I'm, I'm very much Ross tangential. Um, I have a really good feel for you know, student life and what the program is like uh, because of my, my close connection there. Wow, great. Thank you. So you said you've um, studied at Michigan and your husband's from the Roth Business School. Can you tell us a little bit about what um, Michigan has in store for potential candidates and what a classic day looks like there? Yeah, yeah. So um, a little bit about Ann Arbor, if, if people aren't familiar with it. Um, it's a it's a college town. It's kind of your quintessential college town, but um, it's a really special place. You know, we've been named the smartest city uh, in America about three years running now. Um, We've also been described as one of the best places to live. So no matter what you're studying, you're going to get a really great experience, really high quality of life there. But as far as the business school goes, um, if you are a full-time MBA student, you know, your days are going to be really, really packed. Um, it's a really immersive program. So we've got, you know, like your other top 10 programs in the U.S., we've got a two-year program and it's a residential program. So when you're on campus, you're focusing your time um, at the business school. And recruiting does take up quite a bit of time. Um, so during the recruiting season, we have over 200 companies uh, who are recruiting on campus. So, so there's a lot of activity going on there and students are, um, they're really working to balance their academics and you know they wanna participate in the social community as well. So um, just as students are focusing on recruiting for a specific industry and function, you know they're balancing those classes they spend quite a bit of time and they get a lot out of the program's more um, social 
uh, offerings, uh, clubs and associations, um, and that also helps to enhance recruiting as well. So, and I like to say, if you're interested in it, there's definitely a club here for the full-time MBA program from the, the marketing club to the consulting club to the wine and cheese club here. Um, there, there's a lot on offer for students. Wow, that sounds um, really exciting. So um, other than the social clubs, which obviously sounds really um, embracing and um, uh, really exciting, what is the teaching style like and what specifically um, sets the, the Ross Business School apart in terms of its degree? Mm -hmm. One of our main strengths is that we're focused on action-based learning. So um, we, one thing that our Dean Scott Deru always says is that you learn business best by doing business. We're, we're a little bit light on, on traditional lectures. Now you will learn how to case. That's an important skill. We do use case studies, but overwhelmingly our curriculum is based on this concept of, of experiential learning, action-based learning. Um, and our flagship program, um, if you, uh, some of your students have undoubtedly heard of it is called the multidisciplinary action program or map and so what this is it's it's and it's baked right into your mba experience um it's at the end of your first year as an mba the last seven weeks you're not taking any classes your time is devoted to a group project uh, in a consulting capacity with an actual company. So we have had experiences um, all over the world through this program. You know, some of our clients are Amazon, Microsoft. We had uh, a project with Uber in Latin America this year, a project with Microsoft in Germany, trying to capture more market uh, share for Xbox over there. So it's a really um, it's a really fantastic program that a lot of students use to get international experience. Um, and it's especially great for our international students as well, because it's a great way to get uh, US experience. Um, and it's something that students put right on their resume. And, and one more thing I wanna mention about the program, it's, it's kind of tough to, to talk about it in a very limited sense and in, in this limited time frame. Um, but it is 100% included in your tuition. So the MAP program is something that is built right in. You don't have to pay any extra out of pocket to get this experience. Uh, these projects are sponsored by companies. So our students will have uh, weeks of travel, food, lodging, all paid for by the company. It's, it's totally something that's built into the tuition and it's not uh, any extra on your part. Wow. Um, so speaking more about the MAP, uh, curriculum. So I'm sure this helps a lot of career switchers to essentially also um, wet their feet in the kind of careers that they potentially want to go to. So uh, do these then eventually culminate into full-time roles or mm -hmm. offers? Mm -hmm. It absolutely does help with career switchers and we're really known as a career switcher school. About 95% about of our class comes in looking to switch careers or industry. Um, the thing about MAP is it, it doesn't necessarily translate into full-time offers. Most of the time, or actually all of the time, MAP happens right after you've done your internship recruiting. So it's an experience that you have right before you start your internship. And uh, one of the cool things that we've heard from both students and the recruiters um, is that MAP really uh, helps students come in extra prepared for their internship experience. We did just get some feedback from one of our students saying, you know, I, I uh, hit the ground on my internship and my, my issue, the thing that I needed to take care of was really nebulous. Um, I wasn't sure where to start, but I was able to go back to my MAP experience and map out for my supervisor how I wanted to approach the problem and she absolutely loved it. 
So while MAP doesn't translate directly into a full-time career with that organization, it translates to success in your chosen industry and function. So um, you'll have your internship, and uh, most of the time students will get their full-time offers from their internship, uh, from that recruiting, um, but MAP is definitely a resume enhancer, something that enhances their overall experience. Of course, and also adds to the network of the students as well, so that's invaluable. And what about uh, students who want to go into a more entrepreneurial sort of a role? Are there clubs at Ross that um, sort of uh, help them kickstart and uh, ideate with them? Absolutely. We've got something on campus called the Zell Lurie Entrepreneurial Institute, and this is really your one-shop stop for those interested in um, entrepreneurship. Now, they offer startup workshops, they offer courses, um, they host case competitions, and they also do something really neat uh, for our interns. So students can build internships with startups and VC firms that you know, startups can't always afford MBA talent, right? So the Zellery Institute will actually help fund those internships to make them more competitive. So you can shape your experience and get that entrepreneurial experience through the Zellery Institute itself. Um, so that's, they, they offer quite a bit there. And for students who are ready to launch their business uh, right when they're in school, they will, offer, uh, they will offer funds through the Zell Fellows Program. So it's really a very comprehensive resource for those interested in, in entrepreneurship. Wow. So um, you mentioned that about 95% of the students that come in, uh, come in with a vision of their careers. So what are the kind of typical um, uh, recruiters that you see and the kind of typical careers that most of the students go towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so one thing that we like to say in one of our strengths is is called go go blue go anywhere. Um, go blue is kind of our our call to action. Um, so so like I mentioned, we've got over two hundred companies coming on campus each year. Um, but the career breakdown is we, we get a lot of students going into consulting about thirty percent, but a close second now is tech and all of tech's different meanings. Now we, we have about, we had about 27% of our students go into the tech field um, last year. Um, healthcare is another big one, finance, um, but those top two, consulting and tech, are our are, are strongest uh, recruiting fields right now. And um, so another kind of misconception that I hear a lot about the University of Michigan and Ross is that if I, if I go to business school in an American Midwestern town, I'm going to be stuck in the American Midwest. And overwhelmingly, this is simply not true. Now, just, just so that you can recruit into just about any field that you want to recruit into, you can end up anywhere in the U.S. that you'd like. And overwhelmingly, we recruit about 50 to 60 percent of our students over to the West Coast and then to New York City and Chicago. So our graduates are going all over. Wow. So nothing's holding any of the Michigan Ross graduates back. Uh, so just trying to understand a little more about the class profile. Um, typically, how many years of work experience do you um, see in a class profile? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we publish all of our averages online. And right now, our average work experience coming in is five years. Um, and one thing that I want to say is that you know our averages are just that. They're averages. So we've got right. folks coming in with less than the average work experience, 
more than the average work experience. And I've talked to a lot of folks from India who, you know, they, they might have taken some extra time, they might have a little bit more work experience than, um, than is shown in our averages. And I would urge people not, not to be frightened by that number. Um, we're definitely open to uh, different profiles. Diversity is a really important thing to us. Um, which you can see all over. So if you don't quite hit those averages, you know, we, we definitely want that diversity of thought and diversity of experience. Right. And um, you know how in India there's a mindset that there are cutoffs. So the Indian education system works based on cutoffs. Uh, do you have a cutoff per se for like a GMAT or a GRE that you accept? Absolutely not. No, we, we don't have cutoffs. Again, we, we publish our averages as sort of a benchmark. Um, but Again, our averages are just that. So we, we get a range and we actually publish our 80% our ranges. Um, so again, if you don't meet that average, now it is a, it is a competitive program. I do want to emphasize that. However, we, we don't, you know, you are far more than your test score and we look at your application 100% holistically. You know, you're bringing your whole self into your application and we want to get to know you as a person, not just a number. Perfect. And uh, considering that you said that you look at uh, Indian applications uh, more specifically as well as part of your role, uh, how many applicants do you get from India and uh, what's the uh, sort of conversion rate like mm -hmm. for Indian applicants? So we get quite a few. Um, so they're, they're actually uh, the, the biggest um, international representation on campus. It's really exciting. Uh, and this year, we're actually welcoming our largest Indian class ever. And right now it's shaping up to be about 10% of the class. So that's that's really exciting for, for me, especially. Um, I was able to go there for the first time this year and I absolutely loved it. So we do get a lot of applications, uh, but we do welcome a quite large class every year. Wow, great. So I think I'm sure everyone who's logged in for the webinar is going to be excited to hear the statistics. Um, so when you say that um, there's a fit that's required for people applying to Ross Business School, either way, so the student needs to fit with the university and the university for the student. So uh, typically, what kind of students would you um, urge to apply to Ross uh, Business School? Yeah, I think this concept of fit is really important. And especially when you're looking at, you know, the top 10 business schools, if you're just looking online, you know, things on the website can kind of run together. They kind of seem the same. So when it comes down to it, um, you know, like all top 10 schools, we're looking for intelligent, driven, ambitious folks. Um, but we're also looking for, for people who want to do great things, but not at the expense of others, which is something really powerful that our dean says. We don't see a lot of sharp elbows here at Ross. Um, we're really a, a close-knit community um, and we're, we're really driven by the power of our community. Um, so we want folks who want to come in and, and really contribute to the community, contribute to that pay it forward culture. Um, you get a lot of students helping each other. Um, one of my favorite anecdotes is that, you know, we, we get a lot of diversity of backgrounds, right? And so everybody's going through the core classes um, accounting, marketing, finance. So not everybody's going to be strong in these things. And spontaneously, our students will produce study groups. You'll have the accountants coming in the class, tutoring other students without this business background, helping them get through that core class. So that's really just one of the, you know, one of the ways that we, we want more students to help contribute to and strengthen our community. Right. Uh, so in those terms, then does, um, 
community involvement and extracurriculars for someone who's applying to uh, ROS become all the more important so that they um, so that there's like a demonstration of their involvement beyond just their academics and work? It's definitely something that we look for. Again, uh, like I mentioned, you're, you're bringing your whole self to an MBA program and we want to get to know you. You're, you're far more than your professional accomplishments. You're far more than your GMAT or GRE scores. You know, we want to know what drives you, what makes you passionate, what gets you out of bed in the morning. Um, and that's not necessarily going to be all about work. Um, this is where a lot of people will explain that in their essays. And that's something that tells us that that this person is very passionate about the community and the world around them and if we bring them to Ross they're going to they're going to reflect the same traits right and um, also when it comes to sort of reflecting uh, leadership and sort of taking initiative it so happens at times that when people have been um, at work say for three or four years by the time they apply for business school they might not have gotten a chance to actually demonstrate uh, hardcore leadership but if they've taken initiatives outside of work say in a community involvement or in a sport, then is that considered uh, as demonstration of their leadership abilities? Mm -hmm. I would say so. Um, if you can, if you can demonstrate, one thing that we talk, like to talk about is leading without authority, and especially with people coming in with five years or less of work experience, you're not necessarily going to see, you know, the the progressions or the managerial experience. So if you can demonstrate on your interview, in your essays, or even on your resume, this concept of leading without authority. If you've been on interdisciplinary working groups, what kind of projects have you been able to lead and initiate and see through um, or or what in your extracurricular life you know maybe you've started an organization for your community um, or maybe you've we've got some um, you know little league coaches or something out there what what other aspects of leadership that's a little bit beyond just the mere title changes can you demonstrate in your application you know those things are equally important right uh, so now that we're talking about the applications, can you give us some more insights into what the application process this year would look like? And for example, uh, there's an optional team exercise. So we have students coming to us saying that, is it actually optional or will I be viewed negatively if I don't do that? What's your view on it? Absolutely. Yeah. So our application isn't all that different from last year. We did change one of the essay prompts ever so slightly. Um, but we're really, we put a lot of thought and work into making our application as streamlined as possible. Um, we want to make it as easy on you to apply. We know that the, the MBA application process is a really stressful one, so we really want to, to make it simple. Um, and in one of those ways, uh, we only require one recommendation letter. Um, so, you know, getting your recommender to write a, a timely letter um, and using that form um, is really, that can add a lot of stress. So we do only require one. Um, but for the team exercise, this is something that we do in conjunction with our interview. And yes, it is 100% totally optional. <laughs> you will not get dinged if you don't do it. Um, and, and it goes back to our emphasis on community and, uh, you know, our collaborative culture. You know, we, we realized a few years ago that we weren't quite getting a solid enough sense of folks who were, you know, teamwork oriented and collaboration oriented. So we introduced this optional exercise where we gather folks into a room, we give them some random prompts and we instruct them to say, okay, team, come up with a business problem 
and a business solution together. And it's really, we're, it's an opportunity for us to observe how folks interact with people that they haven't met in an ambiguous situation. And this is something that is really mirrored in the working world, it's something that's going to happen to you numerous times in your career. Um, and again, it is totally optional. One thing that I do want to say that I'm super excited about, um, it, is a, it is a popular thing, it's a fun thing that we end up doing. Um, we're actually taking it on the road again this year and we will be back in India in November to do a team exercise. So if you're invited to interview, you will be invited to participate in the team exercise in New Delhi this year. Um, so again, we would love to see you. Hopefully that'll be coming up for a lot of listeners here. But if, it, if you can't make it, 100% don't worry about it, it is optional. Great, so hopefully you'll see a lot of reach IV applicants coming your way then. Fingers uh, so now that we've spoken about uh, life at Ann Arbor and uh, the application process, the MBA program, now should someone get in, what's the financial aid that they have? Um, that's I think uh, a really important aspect for people applying from India because uh, it is an expensive process for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I understand there's a lot of anxiety around that. Um, we do have, we work with a couple of loan providers who will uh, provide no co-signer loans. So that is that is one of the first steps. So we, there is that opportunity. Um, we understand that it's a really large investment. It's a bet that you're making on yourself. So we do have those opportunities there. Um, but we have, uh, really excitingly, we have scholarshiped our international students this year more than ever before. Um, so I talked about how much we value diversity, and that's one thing that we're really doing to, to show that, especially in the political environment in the U.S. right now, we know that there's a lot of anxiety around that. So one thing, again, we, we've extended those scholarships, um, you know, hoping to encourage students to come and, and basically paving that way forward. Um, an exciting thing that we do for scholarships is that there's there's nothing that an applicant has to do to indicate that they're interested, um, nothing extra beyond the application. So we take the top applications and we scholarship those. So you don't have to fill out any extra forms. We consider you for a scholarship right within the four corners of your application. And uh, Another thing that students uh, can expect, so I know some schools will call, you, will call you with your acceptance and they'll, you know, they'll say that we'd like to scholarship you, but they won't necessarily tell you the amount. Well, we tell you the amount, we give you full information right then and there during that admit call. So I hope that's another thing that's coming up for a lot of folks listening. Um, so that's, that's really neat. We want students to have the full information once they're admitted to make the best choice available for them. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. So uh, we've have, we're have we having some questions come in and uh, I'd encourage everyone to put down their questions in the chat as well. Uh, so one of uh, the aspirants has, uh, have asked that, uh, is there a way to connect with incoming students for the fall 2020 intake? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we have on our website a, a student ambassadors page. Now we are giving, um, we're getting that updated. So our, our students have just come back to campus. Classes have just started today. So we're working on getting our student ambassadors updated. But each year we have approximately 200 students who are ready and willing and excited to take questions from prospective students. So you can filter right on there for career interest. You can filter for region. You can find somebody uh, that you can speak to. 
Um, and that, that goes back to one of our strengths being community. We've got a lot of folks on there who are really interested to talk to people, um, you know, just making those, those cold calls. And it's something that I really recommend, you know, put that community to the test and see the kind of response that you get. So keep an eye out for that page. That'll be updated soon. Absolutely. And um, so another question is about uh, reapplication. So if someone is applying again, uh, say after a year, what do you look at in, within their profile for and what they should be doing to actually improve their chances? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so something we, we really appreciate our reapplicants um, that, that came up in an earlier webinar uh, with one of my colleagues. Um, that's something we, we look for that resilience and that goal orientation. And that really comes through quite a bit with our reapplicants. So we see quite a few successful ones. Um, one thing to do is, is over the past year, you've probably had a chance to get to know Ross really well, um, especially if you've been speaking with students or if you were invited to interview. So don't be afraid to use that to your advantage. Um, get to know Ross really well over the time period. You know, we, we're looking for students. It's, it's a bit like dating. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure that uh, the, the fit is right on both ends for you and for the school. So use your Ross knowledge to your advantage and also take the year to showcase the um you know, to showcase improvements in your application and your candidacy. Things must have changed over that last year. Maybe you've reflected on your career goals, or maybe you've taken another step in your career or taken some initiatives outside during your community involvement projects. Really highlight those, you know, highlight what has changed for you and how you've reflected over the past year. Right. And uh, so we have another question coming in, uh, which is about the Entrepreneurship Institute. Uh, does that help secure internships with uh, VCs, even if um, someone doesn't have uh, any prior experience with the uh, venture capital firm? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So our entrepreneurship, uh, our entrepreneurship institute, the Zellery Institute, will also put on those internship programs for VC firms. And again, because we're known as a career changing school, um, there are a lot of resources that you can use. You know, we've got student led funds um, collectively throughout these funds. Our students are actually managing over $10 million uh, in, in funds, you know, you're going to be able to get that experience to land that internship that you're really interested in, even if you don't have that direct experience. So that internship program through the Zellery Institute specifically will help students fund uh, internships with startups or with VC firms as well. Perfect. So I think um, that wraps up all the questions that we had for the day. But before we close, any like one piece of advice that you'd give to students who are applying to Rock? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you go on our website, our, uh, it, our program director, Su Jin Kwan, writes a really amazing blog. Uh, it's full of application tips. It's full of, there, there's actually a video online of her talking about the team exercise if you want to hear about that in more granular detail. Um, she puts out a lot of information like that to really help you through the application process. Uh, definitely subscribe to that blog. We've actually just put out a bunch of application tips. And also take the time to reach out, as I talked about before, to student ambassadors, even on LinkedIn, you know, as you're doing your research, talking to alumni and current students, they're going to give you by far the best picture of what life is like and what student life is like at Ross. Um, and you're going to want to do that research to make sure that a business school 
is the right place for you. You know, it's the same thing goes with the network. If you're able to reach out to alumni, put that network to the test and see if these are, um, if this is a group of people that I want to be part of now and well into the future with my career. Perfect. Um, so I think we've had just a couple of more questions that we'd like to wrap up with you before we let you go. Um, so one of the uh, students have asked that if they're reapplying, is an improved score necessary if, uh, if the score remains the same, but they've improved other aspects of their candidacy? Is the score still important? Mm -hmm. So that's a good question. Um, I think I, it's not an end-all be-all. So across the board, your score, it's, it's important as a part of your application. But again, you are far more than your, than your standardized test score, correct? Now, with a reapplication especially, I think it's important to put effort into the things, the, the aspects of the application that you're able to control. So whatever you're able to do over that, that year to improve your candidacy, be it taking on new initiatives at work or taking on new initiatives in your community or even you know spending a little bit extra time working to improve your test score, um, you want to control those controllables. Now again, if you've been able to improve other aspects of your candidacy, that's gonna be important as well. So again, there's, there's, no, there's no formula. Um, I, wish I, could, I wish I could give a formula. Um, but again, your your score is definitely not the the end all be all of your application, right? And speaking of formula, so we have another um, aspirant asking that. Um, so she has five years of work experience in uh, the IT sector as a consultant and has a GRE score of three twenty five. Is her profile strong enough enough for us? <laughs> Those certainly sound like uh, like really amazing accomplishments but I definitely need to know more. Um, and that's why we ask for what we ask for in the application. So, you know, we're gonna be looking at things, um, you know, your essays talking about who you are as a person and what drives you, getting, getting really having, uh, helping us get to know you. We want to look at your resume and get all those details. You know, what have you been able to accomplish during your time as an IT consultant? And, and what, does your, what does your supervisor say um, about your performance and how you are in the workplace? And that's why, again, we, we want to bring you in for an interview. Um, so really just having a score and then a brief professional background, it makes us want to learn more. Perfect. Good. So that's good news uh, for, for the applicant then. Uh, great. Thank you so much, Meredith. It was tremendously helpful and I'm sure uh, everyone who's joined in uh, thinks the same. And we hope to be in touch going forward and you'll see a lot of our applicants coming through. Thank you so much. Thanks for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good evening. <laughs> Thank you for all who've joined. Contact us at help at reachiv.com for any further queries and join us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube.